Spacious new Volkswagen Atlas. It does life beautifully. Pandora makes it easy for you to find your favorite music. Discover new artists and genres by selecting any song or album, and we'll make you a personalized station for free. Download on the Apple App Store or Google Play and enjoy the soundtrack to your life. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every touchdown, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a 99-yard pass to score a touchdown or a fumble in the first minute of the game. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Brad. You know how Nationwide is more than an insurance company? Yeah, they're one of America's largest financial services companies. We get that in a song like Business Life Retirement. Or Nationwide's there to protect. I'm kind of the jingle guy. Not sure I agree with that. Well, I'm not sure I like your hat. Well, it would never fit on you. Products issued by Nationwide Life Insurance Company or Nationwide Life and Annuity Insurance Company. The general distributor for variable products is Nationwide Investment Services Corporation, member FINRA, Columbus, Ohio. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Hey Reese, bitch, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Babes outside this podcast. 
I was asking you if we was doing the silence, but you know what? It don't even matter. We we gonna go right into it, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Well, not back. Welcome to the first edition of Meet the Podcasters with the Mavs Outsiders. I'm Maurice Williams, joined as always by my brother Michael Bibbins, aka Bibbs, at Bibbs Corner on Twitter, BibbsCorner.com, wherever you want your Bibbs Corner content, including the Have You Seen podcast. Did we recently do a review on there that you ain't plugged yet? We did the creator. We definitely plugged it, though. We plugged it. Okay. Speaking of plugs, <laughs> we got a guest today in the first edition of Meet the Podcast. We're bringing on my God. This is full circle for me and i'll explain why after i introduce this guest we have one four for through the wire mr pierre andreessen himself Wee the plug p say what's up to the people what's going on man pleasure to be here with my guys you know they was talking about respecting my time they family so the time is unlimited today I'm, I'm excited to see what it's going to go. I'm excited to see what it's going to go. Um, I got the baseball game on here. We were just talking football. Obviously, the basketball shit is around the corner. I'm just in a good mood, man. Y'all caught me at a good time. I had a headache earlier. I think it's because I didn't eat and I had to do the podcast, but I didn't eat. My headache gone. I'm feeling real good. So we're going we gonna to have a good show today. I'll tell you one thing. I don't want. I was excited about baseball until Saturday. What happened Saturday? And then I was like, you know what? Uh, then Sunday, we down 0-2 to the Rangers right now. Oh. And you know I got a bunch of Dallas fans on my timeline. Hey, I <laughs> forgot that you, you're Orioles I wouldn't fan. consider myself a Orioles fan. Okay. I would Because, I mean, I fuck with the Orioles just off the fact that I don't watch a lot of baseball, so I'm going to root for the home team. Okay. So I'm not going to go into it like I know a bunch of people, but – they in the playoffs. They doing well. I'm going to represent. You know, I'm going to root for them. I ain't going to act like I care too much. But anyway. <laughs> we did talk trash, though, so we set ourselves up. Well, that's just like, that's in my nature. I have to do that. I know they on the timeline. I know they're going to see it. I got to talk trash. Anyway, they would do the same thing. You right. I mentioned that this was full circle for me. Because back in 2020, the first podcast I ever went on was Bibbs' podcast. And that's when our connection formed. A few months later, we started the Mavs Outsiders. Before I started mine, I went on Bibs. And when I started my podcast, the first guest I had on was P. Mm-hmm. So this is a full circle moment. I've been wanting to get y'all on the podcast together for a while now, actually. Uh, just because I know, like, just from hip-hop, sports, y'all got a lot in common. And we're going to get into some of that, you know on this for sure it ain't this ain't, i noticed the mavs outsiders but if y'all listen to us by now y'all know we probably talk about other shit more <laughs> than we talk about basketball okay it's in, needed the show sometimes. Notes, in the show notes if you want to skip to a part you can skip to it you don't have to listen to everything if you're just here for basketball you could just listen to basketball but first just to just to get it going again i, I want to know how you feeling p how 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 you feeling? How's your day? How's your week been going? I know, I know y'all been doing a lot. Y'all gearing up for the tour, uh, mm-hmm. the end of the tour, actually, to, yep. uh, to Denver. So how's everything going with you and the guys? Everything is going good for us. Um, every, like, I don't know. It, the work stuff is always cool, but I just feel like on a, on a life, on a life standpoint, everything is, you know, KB just got married. We we just had a surprise party for him on Sunday. 
Derek's baby is due probably, you know, any it, it's due in three weeks, but at this time it's due any day now. So and that's quick. That was very quick. So quick, right? I feel like yesterday we was doing the gender reveal, you know what I'm saying? But now the baby is almost here. We at the last stop of the tour. Um, what is this? Probably our sixth season that we're about to start once the season come back around. Um, you know, just everything is just is amazing right now. Definitely can't complain. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling rejuvenated. I'm feeling like feeling like this could be my biggest year as an individual content creator with the basketball shit. I'm just really locked in. So I'm happy. Uh, the, the the artist that I manage, Flex, he just uh, we just uh, announced that he just signed with Def Jam. So I just feel like right now it's just like cloud nine. Everything is going great, and um, it's just a reminder because I re I remember times in life where it felt like the opposite. It felt like one shit popping, one shit working. You just feel stagnant. You know what I'm saying? Like you just like damn. And now you know it just showed that you just give it some patience. And like you were saying earlier, everything come full circle. You just gotta. I guess you just gotta, you gotta take everything for what it is. You know yeah. what I mean? So we be in such a rush to have that instant gratification, but it's just like everything is everything. And the more successful I get, the more I realize that the best part of everything is the journey. Y'all can't hear that, can y'all? Nah. Okay. My um, my landlord doing doing something on the side right here. But if y'all can't hear it, it's good. But yeah, man. Yeah, man. Every everything is just good and um just super blessed. But yeah, the journey is always the best part. And everybody's always focused on the end. You know what I mean? Like if I if I tell a if I tell a 18 year or 17 year old kid right now that in four years he'll be in the NBA, all his mind gonna go to is the NBA, the NBA, the NBA. But once he gets drafted, he probably gonna be like, Man, I I I I, I miss going to the you know be, being in my dorm and grinding with my teammates at all it sound crazy when you're going through the journey because it's like man i just want to get to the finish line but like once you hit the finish line or what you perceive to be that goal with you know there's never a finish line but the goal right. you're like damn the the actual marathon the actual running was the best part the grind is the best part so yeah man everything is good though i can't complain it's good that's good you know you you talked about a lot and you talked about you know this could be your best year as a content creator. I've seen that you've actually ramped up the the YouTube content. Like, I remember a time when you was like, uh, I don't really want, I'm going to put a video out here, but I don't really want to do it. Mm -hmm. Recently in the past year, you know, you've gotten in your bag. That's a lot of thing that people are getting into. What are your thoughts on where sports media is going with content creation? Because it seems like it's moving from, journalists and people who went to college to be journalists and those are the people you really hand takes from mm -hmm. people are obviously they get in the ratings people moving further away from going to espn and fox sports for their sports content more so to podcasts by guys like y'all fans writers to youtube content creators what's your thoughts on where the lane is going in sports media yeah, it's definitely going into um, the heavy podcast lane, everybody. And I, I'm saying that just because, man, the players are not trying to get in our yeah. lane a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Which is which trying is interesting to, <laughs> interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. Let me not say trying. They're getting into our yeah. lane. 
Um, it's a, it's a, it's a pro and a con that like at most things in life. I love the fact that you don't need a degree. I love the fact that you and Bibs don't have to live in the same state or same neighborhood or, you know what I'm saying? Like y'all can do this podcast whenever y'all want. Um, and that's a, that's a lot of people that I know, you know what I mean? Where they are in two different areas. They met online. It just, it just broadens everything up. And what I also love now more than probably a couple years ago is it feel like there's a home for everything more specifically we'll just keep it on basketball but like y'all are the mavericks podcast the six-man show is like the magic pot so it's like a home for every everywhere just kind of like espn we're like espn 1000 in chicago i'm listening to something different where y'all at y'all might be you know they're probably talking about the orioles here in Chicago, I guarantee you they're not going to talk about the Orioles. They're going to talk about the Cubs, the White Sox. The so every kind of outlet is kind of getting their own little thing. And I think that's important because when we were coming up, I think we were able to, uh, you know, differentiate ourselves because we talked about the NBA and we had no problem giving 10 to 12 minutes to the Hornets. You know, nobody really is talking about Charlotte on a mainstream level. So to be able to have an entire podcast dedicated to the topics or different things that's going on. Um, I think it's important. Every fan base needs that. Um, and when you're a fan of a, a team, that's all you're kind of starving for, especially in the time like now where you're getting excited. Every team is getting excited. Mm-hmm. I felt that way six weeks ago when the when the NFL season was starting as a Bears fan. I'm just excited. I not that I thought the Bears are gonna be the hottest thing in the world, but it's just that excitement of starting a new year, a new journey, and a new chapter and what the year could bring. So um, that's good. The uh, the the con part on it though, the negatives is because people can just do it. There's so there's so much to critique, or there's like the, the ways people go about doing it. I'm not I, I'm not sure I'm a fan of, and part of that maybe maybe because they're not coming from a professional background, or they're not getting the the proper um training to to do it so you can turn on a mic and anybody can do it but there's a lot of integrity that's missing when people just talking a lot of people just talking just to talk and now you got twitter where they're paying you for views on tweets and people just tweeting out any ignorance just to get a reaction you got trolling all of those things take away from the integrity behind what you're saying and i think the element that's always important in journalistic opinions or conversations whether you, you you're Stephen A. Smith or any of us who just you know decided we wanted to do it, you sh- you should say what you mean and mean what you say. And I don't know that I always get that uh, that that sincerity from people when they talking. Some people talking to talk and to get a reaction versus like I seen this. I'm a, you know my analysis is this and this is what I took from it. And when it ain't genuine, it don't stick. And then you also have guys. And even people that I like, the takes. Takes is yeah. such a thing now where it's like, man, this is my take. I got to die on this take. I got to make the narrative shape around this take. So it's like, man, I, I don't think Luca is that guy. So now what I have to do is I have to create illusions to convince whoever I'm talking to that he's not that guy. So even when he has a 40-point triple-double, I have to say, well, he has eight turnovers. And you just get, you, it just makes you look like a hater, and it's just negative, and it's ugly, and it's nasty. And I, I'm not sure I, I, I like that. I know I like genuine takes, but it feel like it's becoming a forced thing where it's like I have this take. I've ran into fans. It's like this is my take. Ch- change my mind because it's just like 
that's just the, the nature. And it's like, I, I'm not here to change nobody's mind if that's how you feel. If that's how you feel, you know, one, I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions about me and our community is far through the wire. People think I hate to be wrong or I hate when people disagree with me. I am on the show purposefully at times trying to be play devil's advocate or saying something indifference to have a conversation. So I don't mind anybody disagreeing with me. Just let it be genuine. I'm never going to get on here and just disagree with y'all for the sake of disagreeing. You know what I'm saying? Like that That's weird. And I feel like we're in that climate where people just doing shit just to create a, 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 a friction. Yeah, it's to the point where like I'll see somebody say something. And then I got to go read their page real quick to see if they really mean this or if they just trolling for a minute. Like, yeah. I, I shouldn't have to do all that. I should be able to read something and say, OK, this is this person's opinion. Let's have a conversation about it if I disagree. But some people ain't looking for that. It's like it's the hot takes era. And it kind of started more so. I'm not going to say it started. It got hot on Twitter where everybody has an opinion, especially when Twitter created spaces. I like spaces when it first started. I was on space a lot. You joined me in spaces, me and business in spaces a yeah. lot. But now everybody's opening a space. And when I jump in, sometimes I just want to hear good basketball conversation. Mm-hmm. And I join and people just yelling at each other. And I'm like, you passionate. But what the fuck are y'all really talking? <laughs> like, are you actually listening? It's like you have basketball players joining spaces with fans. Mm-hmm. And instead of wanting to learn from some of the greatest basketball players on the planet y'all want to give these players your hot takes and you wasting opportunities and these are people who want to be content creators you think you would want to get that game you think you would want to get that knowledge but instead you're trying to go infamous for a twitter clip i was about to say an x clip but that would have sounded crazy yeah that would have <laughs> that would have <laughs> that would that would have sounded crazy. You want to go viral for a Twitter clip. And, you know, I, I do agree that can be a con in the situation. It's almost like use your platform properly because you never know who watching. Like you don't want to get popular for the wrong reasons. Uh, yeah, yeah, you definitely don't want to get popular for the wrong reasons. Number one, like you just said, you never know who's watching. And. I don't know, I just. I guess it just depends on the type of person, but everything in life just seems better when it's genuine anyway. Yeah. Like, I, I like why not be genuine in whatever you're doing? And where is it? I don't even understand where it's coming from. There's not who is number one in what we're doing by just saying dumb shit. Like, yeah, you might get some clips on, from some guys where you like, man, I can't believe they said that. But after a while, you don't see it no more. I know people were saying certain things about certain people that used to be on first take. They're not on first take no more. Wow. You know, ESPN cleared house. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? At some point it's showing you, you, you have to have some type of um, some type of some type of analysis that stick out and actually mean something versus throwing shit at the wall and seeing if it stick. But I just think negative negativity. Negativity only works on Twitter, but in a real world where you have to be able to conduct yourself, have conversations, meaningful conversations. Uh, where the real platforms are yes yeah, it's, it's good good to build platforms on instagram and twitter but the real platforms and the real situations is where you can be on tv or you can that might not be your um you know what you're setting out to start with but it ain't impossible i've seen you know people people take it there you know what i mean and 
um, to have big sponsors or to have the proper NBA guests or GMs or whoever, it has to be on there. It has to be able to conduct yourself. So, and the negative things, it's just not, it's not going to work because like I said, it's people behind what we talk about. So I try to pride myself on like, man, if I go in, I'm, I'm, I'm never trying to use the word trash, garbage, weak as hell. Yeah, I may say something like, I may say weak. That may be the worst word I could say. Like he was weak that game, but I'm not calling no NBA player trash. I'm not calling no NBA player garbage. I, I really try to stay away from the word bus as much as possible. Because like Reese said, man, you never know. You never know. You go to all, especially you go to All-Star Weekend or Summer League, you're going to see everybody there. I've tried to stay away from the word trash, but there's a specific mass play I just keep using it with, and I got to, I got to, <laughs> yeah. But I can you, probably guess who it is, too. You can guess who it is. You know. You done made jokes behind <laughs> my the boy scene. went to my boy out of Stanford. <laughs> I, 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 I like the guy, man. I'm I not like a mass fan though. I'm I'm a mass fan. I, I like him. He, he cool. like if you like, hey, you know, you wanna wanna hang out at the bar? Yeah, the white, let's go out, you know. <laughs> but you know, it's just I, I gotta keep it honest, you know. I gotta say how I feel, but I but I get what you're saying, you know. Like I said, you never know who's watching, and you know, all-star weekend summer league stuff like that could run into somebody now if they say hey you call me trash i'm gonna be like look i did like i mean i'm five foot six you six foot ten if you want to do what you want to do do what you're going to do <laughs> that's a funny story <laughs> i actually ran i actually was in uh, vegas two years ago and we walked into a restaurant the whole mass was at the table and i the first I person i saw was the white pal there was no luca luca was probably in his home uh his home country but yeah, I'm like, is that the white power? Then I keep walking in and I see Maxi Kleber and every Jaden Hardy. I'm like, oh, that's the whole team. You tweeted me that that night. I remember that joint. Yeah, yeah. That was that's a prime example of just something just so simple. Right. Well, you mentioned that y'all been doing this what six, seven years now through the wire. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's long, almost a decade. God dang. Yeah, y'all in the second half, closer to the decade, man. Y'all getting old. God damn. For uh, real. <laughs> what was a moment where you realized like this is actually going somewhere like we actually got something was it when y'all signed with Bleacher Report or was that just the beginning that happened after that <laughs> no I was I, I think we had something I I thought we had something way before the end um it wasn't when we first started but it was it was before Bleacher Report um that was just like something in me clicked because there was this chemistry that you couldn't really explain. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why I was like, oh, this kind of this kind of it feel it feel good. It feel like I'm excited to come here. I'm excited. Like I'm looking forward to this. This is the highlight of my week. Um, and the first episode we did was kind of shaky. But once 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 the roles fell in place, I'm like, we got some here. We didn't have to sit down and say, OK, you're going to be this. You're going to be that. Everything worked out. I was the, you know, explosive personality that wasn't afraid to say anything or make a joke or curse or have a, or, you know, a strong opinion. KB was kind of like a mediator of like, you know, uh, Ernie type vibes. And then Mike and Derek start start off not really talking, but then they would have the crazy take that everybody would remember even now. So I just feel like it kind of fell right into place. Um but I I will say, with that signing with HOH, this tour has been kind of way, it, it's meant way more in that sense. 
I would sound crazy if I told you I didn't think we had nothing, you know what I'm saying, until the tour. But the tour is is cementing to me how how strong we are. Cause it's it's podcasting. You know, you look around, everybody's doing it. You don't and because you're in it, I guess it's hard to really figure out where you stand. I I always know we wanted to top because, you know, we put, you know, um the people tell us that, but I'm not checking the charts every single week. I'm not really looking at our views. I just kind of do my job and figure out how to be better. But when you see people coming and meeting you and not only meeting you, but somebody saying, man, I, I drove hours to come here. That's, that's something that it's good to get money and get paid, but that's something that just make you feel different as a human being to see somebody say that they drove X amount of hours because I know myself, you know, I don't know how many people I'm, I'm driving some hours for. Um, and for people to have those conversations with us, you know, there's kids who come up and tell us that they feel like we they friends because they don't have friends. And that's the type of shit that's like that get me emotional in, in, in the real time when they telling me because it's like I, here I am. I'm doing my job thinking y'all care about what I'm talking about from basketball. But more important than that, they get a feeling. And so, you know, again. An iPhone I can touch and, and use is tangible, but. When people say things like that, it's a feeling that, that a feeling goes way beyond a Xbox, a, you know, an iPad or it's just money can't buy that. People always people people talk. Look how people still talk about Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan. You know, they've never even met these people, but it's just that feeling that those people gave them from that time. Our parents will fight us if we say LeBron was better than Mike. You know what I'm saying? They would fight us if we tried to say somebody was better than Michael Jackson off of a feeling. They don't even know these people, just a feeling. So when people tell us that they get a certain feeling, you know, Reese was one of those people. When we met Reese in Philly, he drove hours that, you know, you walk away from that. You go back to your hotel room and you sit back on your your hotel bed. You look up at the ceiling like, man, somebody drove. People drove hours. That 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 is so when people be like, man, I, I. Man, thank y'all so much. You'd be like, no, motherfucker, thank you. Yeah. Because that that's way different. That yeah. that's way different. So, um, and I can't express that enough. But those type of moments seeing it on this tour, that's when it's like, oh, we, 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 we do have something. We have something real, we have something legit, and something that may carry our names for the rest of et- eternity. That every time you hear my namesake, you probably will think of the podcast. And that's that makes me feel good because that's what life is about. You know what I mean? Putting something out there that can make people feel good, make them get through their day, inspire somebody, save somebody. Um, you know what I'm saying? When people remember me or if I had, when I have kids and they asking about me, it's like, you know, um, my dad, oh, your, your dad did that. Oh, damn. My dad said your dad got made him start a podcast or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So that's where it's like, you know, money came by that. No, nah, I ain't planning on giving a long answer like that, but that's Man, that was that, that that was real. All right. You know, you got I'm not gonna lie, when I was there and I was in line, I got there a little, I didn't get there real early. I got there a bit early. The line wasn't too long. And after a while, I uh I look back and I see the line is like around the block, and I'm like, all right, this got out of hand quick. I knew y'all had an audience, but I was like, I wasn't expecting a turnout like this. If I ain't get here when I did. My ass wouldn't have got in. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, my ass wouldn't have got in.
Here on the Mavs Outsiders Podcast, you're not going to hear a whole lot of capping going on. But today, we're making an exception. That's because we're proud to be sponsored by New Era Cap, the official headwear provider of the NFL, MLB, and NBA. When the Mavs won the title in 2011, one of the first things I did was jump online to buy championship merch. I bought two things, a t-shirt with the path to the ring and the official New Era cap with the Larry O'Brien trophy beside the Mavs logo. I can describe it 12 years later because that hat is just as crispy as it was the day it arrived. You too can support the Mavs in style by purchasing your own New Era cap. And because we like you, we're going to give you a discount code. Shop the official headwear provider of the NBA and get 15% off when you go to neweracap.com slash MavsOutsiders and use code MavsOutsiders at checkout. That's 15% off your order using promo code MavsOutsiders. You can thank us later. Some exclusions apply. Um... Bibs, do you have anything you want to, you know, add to that? Um, you mentioned the the meet and greets, uh, and you mentioned, you know, fans coming up to you saying nice things. Do you have any any horror stories from, from fan interactions at all? Never have any horror. <laughs> I don't have one horror story, which is why I tell these, why I tell guys on Twitter or girls, but it's mostly guys. They be doing all that rah-rah and that talking, uh, you know, about disagreements in basketball. I'd be like, man, I've met fans for the past five years and more ever than on this tour i haven't had one in one incident so last night we don't have to be disrespectful because it's evident that when i meet people they're not going to disrespect and i'm not no tough gangster guy i'm not but at the end of the day i'm a man and there's no need to disrespect me if i'm not disrespecting you especially about basketball so that'd be the thing you see people talking crazy on twitter but then in all of my instances of meeting a fan there is zero percent of any of that type of energy so let's have it that way on Twitter because that's when they that's when they get not fun because you're going to make an insult about me. Nobody going to go fuck. I'm going to make an insult about you. Everybody is going to care. Then my people going to chime in. Now you feel now you feel like you getting bullied and now I feel bad when you started. it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't help that I got a following. I don't need nobody to jump in and, and talk for me, but they're going to do it. They are going to do it. So let's just be respectful. Um or if we're going to talk shit, let's talk shit. I tell people all the time, me and Reese, we the way we are, because when I talk shit to him, he didn't get sensitive about it. He just talked shit back. I come from the era where you talk shit to people and they talk shit back. I'm never, I, I'm not, I'm not calling his mama out her, her right. name. Or I'm it ain't not nothing saying, disrespectful. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> talking shit. The math suck, idiot. And you can say the Knicks suck, dummy. And it's, it's all love. I, I'm not walking away at the front of the phone like, it's just like you know what i'm saying i'm looking for a laugh half the time because everybody is making this basketball stuff so so real and stressful that a lot of time i say stuff to be funny and to talk shit to kind of even it out but a lot of people take it to where it's like oh my gosh and it'd be like bro it's not even like that y'all be saying y'all want to have those type of relationships or you know what i'm saying why we can't be in it because this is why (laughs) because you can't even talk shit so it's just like you know you gotta realize a lot of them younger too. So they it, are. They, they are. Might, they might still be growing, growing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, the internet has told me, yeah, a lot of them young, and a lot of people didn't grow up how we grew up. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people didn't grow up how we grew up. That's facts. I grew up in the Baltimore public school system. I had to learn yeah. how to take <laughs> I had to learn how to take it. Like I wasn't always like this. I couldn't take it at one point. <laughs> like, no, for for real. I had yeah. to learn how to take it. 
For real. I talk shit to my own girl or my mom or my dad. Like, that's just how I am. It ain't nothing personal. People be thinking things is personal. I I say, my girl, that little, them little ass shoes you got, like anything. It's just, that's just what we do. It's really a, if we being honest, it's really a compliment. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If I tell somebody, man, that lit, Derek, you got that tight ass watch on. I'm really saying his watch is nice. But if I talk to you like that, it's because I really fuck with you. <laughs> literally, literally. So outside of uh, you mentioned like people saying I view y'all like my friends because I don't have any friends. Moments like that. Outside of that specific moment, y'all have done like what three, four fan meet and greets? Hell no. I mean, like, well, in this in this last year, how many have y'all done? We done Philly, Vegas, um, Houston. We did. um, I always forget one. I'm sorry. Toronto, and um, we did another one. Did you say Miami? Miami. There you go. So yeah, five, and then Denver should be six. (laughs) So yeah, we done about six of them. You asked what what happened? And y'all did other ones. Obviously, y'all did other ones years before yep, that. But yep. out of all of them, what is like one specific one, or if you can't pin one down, favorite meet and greet moments with fans? Favorite meet and greet moments? Um, hmm. I would say the best one so far has been Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, the Philly one had the advantage for a long time, but I think that was because it was the first one. Yeah, we didn't know what we was walking into. So to see all the people like you were saying and, you know, that was the first time where we we sign and stuff for two hours. Now we go. Now we know when we go here, it's going to be two hours. The Vegas one was probably the best one, though. The Vegas one's probably the best just because it was all star. I mean, it was summer league and to have all of those people come in a time where it was so much going on. It's Vegas. It's so much going on. And it was a lot of other content creators. Pick a yeah. side was there. Click uh, clicks production who was on youtube was there you had rusty buckets was there um my boy alex hoops was there it was a lot it was a lot of like content creators and different things um my people from no ceilings who do the draft work was there um it was one of those type of events so to see everybody packed out and a lot of different content creators it was good you know to have respect from your peers is important you know people try to act like it don't mean anything but i look at it like we in our nba our own nba you know what i mean like I'm sure De'Aaron Fox want the respect from Steph Curry, um, and he want the respect from Devin Booker. You want respect from your peers, you know, because we all in this together. So for people to come out and acknowledge it and and, and show love and support, um, you know, it, it mean it mean it mean a lot. It mean a lot. So that was probably my my favorite. This last, uh, excuse me, not the last one, but in Toronto, we had a we had a kid tell us a very intimate story um dealing with his family and his mom and different things like that and how we helped him um that was that was one that i can never forget um and then we every every stop we have had that where it's like you know i was going through this some of the stuff too real to even speak about here but those those are the moments and signing stuff signing stuff for like kids like when you see somebody young young it's crazy we had a young young guy in toronto he was making noise all show i'm talking about you know, like a heckler, like yeah. he was like that, but like on some funny shit, nothing funny, serious. Yeah. But he, you know, um, I, you you pick that. Who you got as your top five power four? And I say a name. Ain't no, ain't no way you got that name. It's no <laughs> way. Boo! He's just going all night, all night, and to finally meet him and just see, <laughs> see, uh, see how much he rocked with us. It was dope. It was dope. 
Bibs, I'll let you take it from here. So you want to transition? All right. So we're going to transition away from the content creation stuff. Uh, so Reese mentioned before we came on here, you know, your hip hop ties. You mentioned uh, your artist recently was signed with Def Jam. So uh, as a hip hop head, as a manager, I know you kind of tied into the game. I want to know what type of artist do you gravitate towards as far as as the hip hop game? Because I feel like bas- hip hop and basketball for me is similar. Can't talk it with everybody. So I need to know what type of artist do you usually look for? I look for authentic artists. Um, I'm looking for original artists. And I'm looking for students. So, like, I think it's important to know, just like basketball, just literally just like that. Those are all the same things I would look for if I was a GM drafting somebody. I'm looking for somebody who's authentic, know themselves, know what they want to do, know what they believe in. I'm looking for somebody that's original, um, again, because I think that that doubles down your confidence within yourself. Because in basketball and music, it's so much going on that if you're not true to yourself, you'll you'll try to be a chameleon and be a, a bunch of different things. Oh, he a scorer now? I'm finna try to score, knowing damn well that's not your strength. So it's important. Same thing with music. Oh, they making club hits? I'm gonna go try to make a club. Nah, J. Cole shouldn't be making club. It's important that J. Cole know who he is. Um, so I'm looking for those and student. Um, you gotta know the game. I think the best basketball players, not always the case. We have exceptions in everything we talk about, but I think the best basketball players are the ones that know the game. And I think the best rap artists are the ones that know the game and know the history that comes before them. Um, because it just gives you a lot of different, a lot of different things. So it's no, it's no, it's no wonder that Drake is such a rap nerd. You know what I mean? I know, and I, I know Drake is polarizing. People either love him or they hate him, but the one thing you can't take away from Drake is he is a student. You know what I mean? He's on his podcast, the, either love him or hate him. So, I think we, I, he's love, I love him. Hate him so. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a polarizing him. guy. Bib's not a fan. But he's rapped over Ninth Wonder Beats. Yeah. You got Hit Boy. He's doing the stuff now, today, that's a little bit more, you know what I'm saying, uh, the TikTok-y type stuff, keeping up with the youth. Um, but you have to be a student. So I'm looking for those three things. Um, originality, authenticity, and being a student. So with that said, uh, can you give us five lesser known artists that you think people should know about or should be listening to? Lesser known. Um, what's your definition of lesser known? Like not on the radio, you know, okay. not, you know, clips every every time you open Twitter, you're not seeing clips of them on, on there, Instagram, whatever. So a guy that I've been heavy on for the past few years, he's kind of getting a little bigger, uh, but he's still not a radio guy, which is Larry June. Um, Larry June is my guy. I've been vouching for Larry for for a while now. I think everybody should have Larry in a rotation. Um, I got V's from Detroit. If y'all end up on V's, you should definitely not probably not for everybody, but but V's got some shit. Um, Definitely my guy Flex. That's my artist. Um, you should definitely get on Flex. I'm not just saying that because he's my artist. I'm saying that because, yeah, he signed with Def Jam for a reason. Um, and who else? I'm trying to see. I, this is a good question. Boldy James. I'm a big Boldy James fan. He's another Detroit guy. Um, I think everybody can use some some Boldy James. And my last guy. My last guy. Who do I want to use my last guy? I listen to a lot of music. Who do I want to use my last spot on? I would probably say Sauce Walker. Sauce Walker. I think when people hear the name Sauce Walker, they think of they think of something goofy. But uh or you know what? Makami. Okay. 
Makami is is the truth. Get on Makami. Y'all familiar with Makami? I, I listen. I think I listened to his last album. Makami is. You can't find his lyrics on Rap Genius. He's one of those type of guys. Hmm. Like he, you, you can't. Certain projects aren't on Apple Music. You got to just find it wherever you find it. Um, but yeah, those those are some guys. Um, I'm trying to see if I got anybody else that I'm not thinking of. Y'all putting me on the spot, but I say though, though that's a good five. Those are good. That's a good five. I say it's a I, tough question for me too, so I understand. I, it, it's a tough question, especially on the spot. I had a feeling like when I knew this question was going to be asked, I knew Larry June would be in the five. I was just curious who the other four would be. Uh, but but hip hop is an acquired taste. Uh, like Larry June, you put me on a Larry June. Sometimes I gotta be in the mood for it. It's yeah, just, you know, nice wet outside. Yes, making a nice drive. <laughs> windows down, top down. Yes, open type joint. So yes, um, I haven't listened to V's. Uh, love Boldy James. Yes, the Sauce Walker surprised me. I ain't gonna lie. I didn't think, <laughs> think he was gonna say Sauce Walker. Yo, when Sauce Walker get on his ghetto gospel, which is like winter vibes, because he's really rapping. He's really speaking. Like, and when I got on Sauce Walker. I was surprised myself because I always looked at him a certain way for whatever reason. I don't know why I just looked at him like uh whatever. But then I actually dove in. I'm like, I've been he been rapping like this. Why nobody say nothing? Like, <laughs> and apparently he came out and said that he got like a turned up version of himself mm. and he has a rap, like he get lyrical. I was always aware of the turned up, so I just never paid it on mine. You know what I'm saying? And then um once I heard the rapping, I was like, oh. He's he's actually nice, but yeah, man, it's 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 a it's a lot of people, especially in the Chicago land area. Uh, it's a guy named Asar, Asar, just I like Asar. You retweet something, yes, A U S A R, like that's a Thompson twin, like Asar. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, he just he dropped a, a album. He he's like a man. How do I? Hold, he's like he's like a he's like a rapper's rapper. Okay. So I'm talking about like uh Lupe Fiasco. Mm. Like he's he don't curse in his music. He, you know what I'm saying? He, he just you said that's his type? That's Bev's type. Said, yeah, my goal my goal with this was to find somebody to to download. So like I recently got into Femdot. He's um, from Chicago, yes. Saba is another one that I yes. just to like yeah, a week like a year ago or so. So like that's 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 what I'm on. Miles Monday. So, Another one I'm really like hot on right now. Let me give you two then. Asar okay. and then a guy by the name of Nick Grant. Nick Grant. I've heard of Nick Grant. Nick I've Grant ain't from Grant Chicago. Song in my library. But Nick Grant is a rapper's rapper. He's a very good rapper and he just dropped a nice project. What's the that's the song I got in my library by Nick I Grant? Can tell I, got, I actually already downloaded it. I just haven't listened to it yet. So see, you we, we same same type of time. But when you say a film dial, I'm like, okay. So yeah, Asar is right in that world of Saba, Femdot. That's all like Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Asar is right there. Asar is an elite Chicago rapper. Okay. Yeah, we got some good names, I think. I think, I think we got some good names. Uh, you mentioned your artist in this. So Reese, I'm going to pass it back to you. I think you had a yeah, question you, about that. You, you did mention Flex in your top five. Uh, yep. You know I fuck with Flex. Yes, you do. Uh, it was, I think I started listening to him like, two years ago because I had known before that that you managed Flex. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I think you had posted something. And I was like, let me check this out because I'm pretty sure some people 
within the last decade have a preconceived notion about Chicago rappers. Yes. A certain type of rap style that they all cheeks <laughs> and Lord Dirks and you know, shit like that. So I listen, I'm like, oh, he like this. All right. Man. Yeah. You know, started downloading the music. You said that y'all signed with Def Jam recently. What was what has that journey been like? And I know it's like y'all are really friends. Y'all been doing this for a while, so you can only sum it up, but in so much words. But what has that journey been like from the beginning to now signing with Def Jam? It's been exactly what you just call it a journey. Um, Coming into like the podcast and thing, the podcast took off real well and real fast. And it kind of took off more than the music shit that we was doing. So the the hard thing for me is being a manager that's showing support and doing my job. But because of Chicago's preconceived notion, because anybody who manages somebody always vouches overly hard, I always had to have that push and pull effect of like, okay, I'm going to let y'all know that this is my guy and I manage him and that he dope. But I'm not going to be the one overly vouching. I'm not going to DM Reese and say, hey, check, check my guy out. Because normal most times when dudes is doing that, you kind of just be like, uh, so I'm like, here, here, I'm posting it. You'll see if you listen, if you know, you know. Right. And if you don't know, you'll know soon enough. It, it, you're gonna you're gonna know. So I don't have to overly stress it. Um, but yeah, it's been it's it's been a journey, it's been a, a whirlwind. Um, it was one of those things I was kind of talking about earlier. Like we dreamed so far to to come to this moment. But now that we're here, I'm excited. I'm ready. Everything is going well. But, you know, a lot of the times I've just continued to find myself reflecting on everything we've been through. You know, we we used to be in my mom's basement trying to come up with ideas. And I remember showing him, um, you know, places to find beats from. And um, I just think about what I was over these past. It's been a decade in. We started this journey in like 2013 when we graduated high school and to now be 2023 and be legitimately a decade in just being just just looking back on everything and and being somebody that we always me and him always hated using the word manager because we are um like family he called my mom mom and you know what i'm saying his parents used to take us to the movies and always at each other house and things like that so it's it's been a nice ride but it, like i just look at the journey of just like man i i did everything that i could do for my boy and that now that he got here and I'm still here and we still holding on strong, it's just an example of, of you know, it's like a team. And I always tell him all the time, like, I was willing to do everything I did for a decade because of the type of person he is. And um, and he's showing that because I'm still where I am today. I'm still the, the number one guy where, like, he even just said it the other day because I, I called him about something. Um, and he like, man, you know, your voice is loud as anybody. So you say something. It's 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 like that. So um I just I'm watching baseball right now and baseball one of my favorite sports. I, I compare it to baseball. The reason I love baseball and why I won't if I have a son, I'm gonna want him to play baseball is because baseball teaches the one thing that no other sport really teaches, at, at least not as good as baseball, but patience. It teaches patience and failure. A good baseball player bats 300. That means he got three out of ten hits. He failed more than he succeeded. And if you can grasp that in life, you'd be good. Over this journey, me and Flay, it's been like baseball. We've we've struck out a lot. We've sent our music to a lot of people. We, we've been grinding and posting for a long time. It can get discouraging, discouraging over 10 years. But then all of that wipes away when Def Jam's damn near started hip-hop. And they like, he's yeah. the guy. 
<laughs> we 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 want him. We like they they let us know from the beginning, like man, we about to make this happen, and it's been in the works for like a for a long time, and we had already, and then we announced it late, like we. It's been announced recently, but we knew for a while now. We just wanted to make sure that we had things in motion. So it ain't like we signed with Def Jam, then it's silent for, for you know, you wanna once you announce it, the music and the video is coming, everything is just rolling. Momentum. Yeah, the momentum. So um, yeah, man, it's it is it's been that and I just I like it to be able to show people what a team look like. You know, you you don't have to be the star, you know what I'm saying? Like Sometimes the the sometimes being Clay Thompson is the Warriors ain't the Warriors without the role players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Steph is the face, but they're not the dynasty without Clay Draymond. You know what I'm saying? They don't have what they have. And I just think that needs to continue to be vocalized. Even with the podcast, like I don't mind Contrell being the face. Contrell's the biggest name on uh through the wire podcast. I have no problem with that, you know, and I think more people gotta have that mindset and accept that. Be a star in your role. So I just try to be the best manager. I made artwork. I found beats. Uh, I was an investor. We went half on sessions, music videos. I wrote treatments for videos. I've sequenced projects. His most critically acclaimed uh, separation album. I'm an executive producer on there. So it's just like, you know, anything that I was asked of, I tried to do. And him telling me like, you know, um, recently he was like, uh, you know, you know, you, 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 I, you, you, you know, we, we like this, obviously be like, man, the one thing about you, you made my life easier. Like, that's just like the a good, it's, it's good to have somebody that can just make your life easier. And I took pride in that. Like, you know what? Hell yeah. Cause it's like, <laughs> what is a manager? What is a manager? What do they do? What do they do? But it's like, man, that's what it do. Make this nigga life as easy as it can be. And yeah. so it's been a journey, man. But like I said earlier, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. I uh, I dabbled actually in managing artists for a little while back in like college and like right after college. And, you know, I got some horror stories from just interactions oh. I had with trying to promote people and then the artists themselves. Like I had a dude. This 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 still pissed me off to this day. I had a dude move. He was from St. Louis. He moved over to South Carolina to, so we could like build on the ground. And, uh, you know, he had a, we had an EP we were going to put out. Like, I shot a music video for him. We had artwork. We had paid for a feature for Mickey Fax. Like, we had, like, Ooh. all kinds of stuff, like, going on. And the day before the album dropped, he just dipped and, and left. Like, we signed a lease on a house and everything. He was I just came out one morning. He was gone. Wait, hold up. Wait, hold what? Up. I don't What's even that? know this story. What's so, the explanation? You never told the story before? You never told me this story. What oh, you mean, man. gone? Amplify your sports passion with Bet Online. Bet on your favorite teams and sporting events to make every moment even more exciting. The NFL season is basically underway, and there's a lot of money waiting for you to win. What better way to enjoy some Sunday night football than to have some stake in the game with Bet Online? Not comfortable placing bets before games? That's cool. You can take advantage of live in play betting for any game. Watching the New York Jets? Second quarter, going into halftime, Aaron Rodgers only has 130 passing yards, and you thinking maybe, just maybe, he can hit 350. If you like the lines on it, place the bet during the live game and cash out if he hits even before the game is over. The live betting feature allows you to bet on your favorites quickly and easily and in real time. 
find live lines for all major sporting events, including NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, and soccer, along with a wide variety of promotions, including welcome bonus, reload bonuses, free bets, and contests. Claim your welcome bonus and get started with a bang. Register today and grab your exclusive welcome bonus to start your sportsbook betting journey. Go to the link in the show notes to receive a 50% bonus on your first deposit up to $1,000. Like, literally, okay, so it was four, we had a house, it was four people. We lived together. Yeah, like, and I, and I, this is like, I introduced him to my homies from high school. Like, it was me, two dudes from high school, and him. We had a house all on the, we all signed the lease. Like, two, three months in, it was two months in. I woke up the day before his EP was about to drop. Like, we were about to do the whole promo thing. We had a, uh, he had a, a release party, everything. Like, we, everything was set. We were in motion. And I came downstairs and, like, I was about to go to work. I came downstairs. It was quiet and I was not used to it being quiet because he usually was up before me. But I was like, I mean, you know, maybe he went to work early, whatever. Went to work, never, didn't hear from him all day, got home and still didn't hear from him. So then I like go to his room. I open the door. It's like a post. It's one thing. It's like a poster on the wall. No note, nothing. I was like, huh, all his stuff is gone. All his stuff is gone. So I'm like, you know what? Um, let me hit this man up. I, I try to call him. No answer. Like didn't even ring. Sent a text, didn't go through. So I'm like, what, what, what the hell is happening, right? Did this man just like lead us the that state? That boy dipped like the Baltimore Colts in the middle of the night. That's man. literally <laughs> what he did, dog. He hit me up like a few days later. It was like, hey, sorry, I had my phone off. I, I blocked you. I didn't want you to reach out and for me to change my mind. Like I came to this conclusion. This ain't what I want to do no more. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, hey, I don't care about none of that. Like you signed the lease like. Like what the what the hell going on? Like I, I just need my money at this point. Like this just I gotta tell my friends that you just dipped and left them with like made their rent higher. Like I, I don't even care about your explanation, none of that. Like just 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 make sure you pay the rest of this rent. And he was like, I don't think I should have to pay because blah 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 blah. I was like, all right, man. Like we I am not I will get the law involved if I got to. Like <laughs> this some bullshit. Like I, I went stuck my neck out for you with all this junk. You just dipped. In the middle of the night, he told me like, cause my, my one of my other friends that lived with us, he said he had came in, and the boy, the boy like explained, he was like, yeah, I was about to leave at two, but then uh, Warren had got there, so I had to wait. Like he left like three thirty in the morning, like made sure everybody was sleep type thing. Like he didn't want nobody to hear him or nothing. It it was the craziest. Like, this I is had the to laugh. this is crazy, bro. I had to laugh. It was that crazy. So long story short, uh, don't sound like you had nothing like that going on with him. But like, what's like a major roadblock or like a pitfall that y'all hit in y'all in y'all journey? Like where you got some, whether it was like promotion issues or like you maybe thought you had a deal lined up and it fell through type of thing. That has happened a couple of times where big names, big players is coming in and they selling dreams. Um, I don't even want to say selling dreams, but selling dreams. And when you when you hear certain names and you see you see what's going on and they talking to you directly, it's one thing where it's like if I'm telling y'all, man, I, I know what's I know Drake, Drake rocking with Drake. <laughs> but if like Drake came to y'all, I was like, man, I like what y'all doing, and uh, you'd be like, oh damn, okay, you know what I'm saying? He gonna make some shit happen, and then just nothing happens. It's just like, what the fuck was that about? So <laughs> those th- type of things happen. The more the most the biggest roadblock. Is is trying we 
the one thing that I say gave us an advantage to be sustainable uh, over these 10 years is um, me and him did a good job of creating a team. So I created Rich Vision. He was the artist. Um, I was the manager, but we both, but I, you know, it was both of our shit, but I ran it, you know what I'm saying? And little by little, we just kept adding. So uh, we had Darian, who was our engineer. He's done shit on like Dirk, um, Dirk's albums. He's done shit. Uh, Y'all heard, which Meek album is that? Dreams Worth More Than Money is the Meek Mill album. Cold Hearted, Cold Hearted. Okay. Um, He mixed and mastered that. His version, they chose another version for the album, but he was one of the engineers that they sent that to. Uh, he worked heavy with Young Dolph when Young Dolph was alive, and uh, he's Flex's engineer. Um, and then we added Go Hayes, who is Flex's in-house producer. We added my guy Jordan, who is um, the photographer. Um, and we just build and build and build. It was so, so hard. And to this day, we never – a video guy. We tried so hard because we were like, man, the biggest thing is the videos. Like a, yeah. the, a music video, having consistent music videos can change the trajectory of an artist and they're blowing up. It could just speed it up because people are more prone to watch a video than to go to Apple and listen to or SoundCloud and listen to your song. Right. So, man, we met so many video guys. We had one guy in particular who we sat down on some mob movie shit. Me and Flex took a bunch of mo- money. I got a brown envelope. We stuffed that motherfucker. We said, hey, we trying to build. Like, here's money up front. Like, we showing you. You're going to get paid. We're not saying to, to not get paid. But we just saying rock with us and let, like, be a part of the team. We go, we got a, we got a vision in mind, bro. We doing something big. Like, look around. And he, yeah. And then he just, he wasn't doing this shit in timely fashion. He would give the video back all off schedule. And it's funny because he recently hit up Flex like, man, <laughs> I know in the past I, you know, might have been, but if you ever need anything, and I'm like, Flex, like I knew this was coming, and I'm like, I, I never in my life thought that that was gonna. Happen. I, I pulled dude. It was so many times of Flex, like, man, we gotta stop fucking dude. And I went against him and told him like, Flex, let me talk to him. Like, I'm gonna talk some sense, and we, we, we gonna be good. And dude, always just never came through. So that was like that's like the only roadblock I would say is trying to put that team together. Because when you when you grinding for for so long independently, you need people who are invested in it and and see the vision, versus people who trying to make a quick. Da- that's always the biggest problem. People want upfront money, but it's like okay, Reese is a, a producer, Bibbs, you the artist, and I'm the manager. Me and Bibbs trying to get something to happen. Reese is like, man, I need five hundred for the beat. I get it. But if we build and you have a percentage, that percentage is going to make you way more than 500 down. But people don't see that at the time. And I get it. I get it. Sometimes you get a percentage from a bum ass artist and the 500 end up being more. I get that. But, you know, when you know, you know, what I'm saying you you can tell when some shit really polished and ran together versus like, uh, you know, just some random artist. So that that's the hardest thing. One more artist. His name is Just Adam. J U S T A D A M. Just Adam. He about to drop a um he about to drop an album uh in a couple weeks. He was on UA Hayes album, right? Yep. Yeah. Y'all EP. Yeah. This is he he about to drop his best album. He is he's 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 on point, man. That's my guy. Is he a uh, Chicago artist too? Yes, he is. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yep.
Three years ago, I picked up a mic for the first time and started my podcasting journey. Since then, I've tried a lot of different softwares and distribution services, but I finally landed on Zencaster and I couldn't be happier. It's so easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. I can log into my browser and start recording a high quality podcast right away. You get studio quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of Zen. See what they did there? Knowing that Zencaster's multi-layer backups ensure that you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. Zencaster is an all-in-one service as well. And one thing you'll learn about podcasting is that you need a lot of different tools and services to put out a professional podcast. With Zencaster, those days are over. Zencaster's all-in-one podcasting platform allows you to create your podcast all in one place and distribute to Spotify, Apple, and other major destinations. Go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use our code MAVSOUTSIDERS and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all of my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. You can also hit the link in the show notes. All right, back to the show. Let's let's transition again back to basketball this time. Hooping. Uh, biggest biggest news, I guess, at an offseason, the Dane trade finally happened. Uh, are the Bucks the title favorite right now? How how you feeling about the Bucks team after this Dane trade? Man, the Bucks are really good. They're one of we talked about them on our podcast today. I probably go. Celtics because I just don't see a flaw in the Celtics. Um, and I know when they have if if they have to play against each other, which I hope that would be a nice Easter Conference Finals, Dame is gonna have a tough time with Derek White, Andrew Holiday, just mm-hmm. like taking turns guarding them, and that's gonna be a whole nightmare. Um I'm gonna ask y'all this question. Is it championship a bust for the Bucks? I think I think it is, but I don't think solely this season championship yeah. or bust, but I think it's definitely championship or bust because you don't put Dane next to Giannis if the goal isn't to solely win a championship. Anything yeah. short of a championship, I don't want to say failure because I I don't want Giannis to get on my ass. <laughs> but, but obviously that's the goal. You don't fail. <laughs> I don't want Giannis to get on my ass, but obviously, yes, I think it's championship or bust. Yeah, I think we we talked about this on the pod after the trade too. Uh, not necessarily this year, but I would say two, three years. If they don't have a ring, this gonna start looking kind of kind of funny. Um, I think I you mentioned the Derek White Drew Holiday situation when they play the Celtics. For me, as a Dame guy, because Dame both Giannis and Dame are my two favorite players. First of all, so to have them together is is mad exciting. The second piece of that is, you know, a lot Dame has gotten a lot of hate over the years just because we we talked about it before. Situationally, he didn't have the resources, he didn't have the teammates to really do any real damage out here. Now he does. And so I would love to see him get a challenge that people, uh, you know, haters are gonna say he's not gonna be able to overcome. So if he overcomes that, I would love to see him get that love on the back end, like I got to see with a dirt where I've spent years watching him. You know, he's too soft, he can't get it done. And he gets it done now. Everybody loves him, type of thing. Like that's that's what yeah. I want for Dame. 
Yeah, I would. I was. I guess y'all basically said the same. Y'all said both answers. I was saying, man, championship a bust because, like Reese said, like yeah, it's, it's that type of move. The other guys are saying it's championship a bust, but maybe not directly this year in the first year, which I can I can understand that too. And and when I say championship a bust for them, I mean like making it to the championship. I'm not even saying they have to win it, but if this yeah. team don't make it to the championship, oh, it's yeah. definitely gonna be like. And the Celtics are tough, so they it's 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 a world where they you know get bounced in the Eastern Conference Finals and whatever. But yeah, I just feel like Dame, Giannis, Middleton, Lopez, Bobby Portis still off that bench. You don't make okay. I think the biggest issue would be because we live in such an instant gratification type of league. They have a new coach. Yes, they do. Damian Lillard. You you add a few pieces. You add a Malik Beasley. You know, you add a. Did they add campaign officially yet? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. You add little pieces like that. Cool, whatever. But if you don't make it to the championship, now people are gonna start talking, and the media start talking, and ESPN start talking, and front offices think, okay, we got to make a move. But how do you improve from this point on? Here's the thing. Here's how I look at it. First of all, Dame and Giannis are used to people talking about them. Like, that's that's what the, the, it ain't Dame and Giannis. I'm worried about. I know. I'm saying, but like for them, I don't think that'll be like a huge thing. But this trade happening this late in the off season, they didn't get to go get the mercenaries on the side. So like coming in the next off season, now you can go get those minimum ring chaser dudes to fill out the roster. That I think the depth is probably my biggest concern. Yes. You know, uh, but next year, let's say if they don't get it done this year, now you get some of those veterans coming off the free agents that want that ring and you can get them for the low. So that's that's why I say if they don't get it in year two, then then I'm probably start looking out kind of crazy. If they got it this year, fantastic. But uh I, I can have a little bit of mercy. Now, if they get bounced in the first, second round, now now I expect them to get slandered hard. They lose to the Celtics at six or seven, I can live with that in the first year. To be honest. The way the regular season works, there could be a round where they end up facing each other in the second round. It's possible. True. Damn, yeah. It's possible. Handle business and it won't be possible. That's one, true. two seed. One two seed. That's true. The handle business in it and it won't be possible. But we because if Giannis get hurt, you still got Middleton and Dane. If Dane yeah. missed some games, you still got Middleton and Yacht. So it's really no excuse. Same really ain't no excuse for Boston. Because you no. got five. You got Prazingis, <laughs> Brown, Tatum, Drew, Derek White, all the uh defensive NBA. Like, so yeah, they need to be handling business. They need to handle business. Something me and Bibbs discussed when the trade happened that uh I felt the way about that. I saw on Twitter and, and people overthink stuff, especially when it comes to basketball. Yes. And they'll say, oh, I, I think they gave up too much for Dane. <laughs> they didn't lost defense. And, and I want to get your opinion on it because I don't I list. I don't remember if y'all had this specific conversation on the podcast. <laughs> but my take was, bro, they had the defense and drew and look where that got. Drew wasn't providing the offense. I know y'all had the conversation, our defense wins championships. Yes, it does. But if you don't have the offense to go along with it, you're not winning a damn championship. I would trade for Dame's offense over Drew Holiday's defense any day. If you can have both, that's fantastic. But I have to choose. I'm taking Dame. Do you think the Bucks lack of defense 
is going to be a big problem for them. I don't no. think they lack defense, to be honest. No, there is no such thing as giving up. The only giving up too much for Dane would have been Drew and Middleton. Yeah, but I guess this goes back to kind of what Bibbs was saying. Like it, Twitter is funny, high. Yeah, we gonna say things about Dame. He loyal, or what? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, uh, this is Damian Lillard we talking about. Damian Lillard we talking about. Very simple. Drew Holiday or Damian Lillard. Give me Damian Lillard. They got better. Like, yeah, every literally every time. So, and it's no, it's, it's no hard feelings with Drew Holiday, but Damian Lillard gives them an element that is, 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 is invaluable, man. Like that pick and roll, them two being on the same team, perimeter threat and Dame, interior threat and Giannis. How do you stop it? It's gonna give people nightmares, especially talking about. You got a seven-foot guy in Brooke who can space the floor. You still have Middleton. Like, let's not forget who Middleton is. Middleton, I think that's what they have to do in the beginning of the season. They got to keep Middleton as Middleton because you don't want him to be be this lost guy who's now kind of spot-up-ish. And then in the playoffs, you're going to realize that you're going to need him. And then it's like, oh, shit, we need you to be you. And it's like, all year I've been a spot-up guy. Now you want me to create my own shot. So I think they have to make sure that they keep him in his spot. I think that's how the Warriors remained dangerous when KD claim came and K, uh, Clay was like, I ain't sacrificing no damn shot. I'm going to get my same <laughs> shots. It's important to have that mindset because the team is going to count on you to be you at some point. The playoffs expose that every time, bro. Yeah, unless you have like an all-star team, you're going to have to be you in order for that team to be, be, the, be the top dog. So I hate to argue. They was doing that with the uh with the Drew Holiday trade to Boston. Oh my gosh, we give Robert Williams. Hell yeah, you gave it Robert Williams. Who else would you have rather given up? Jalen Brown? Uh no. Okay then. You was gonna have to give up something. I that 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 just goes to Twitter, man. I Twitter is not a good place sometimes for things like this because people are such fans that they can't even see straight. The concept of a trade is to give. In return, how else you telling me you look at the Celtics roster and they tell you you have to get rid of Robert Williams and you about to be mad. You know, like as a Nick fan who don't have a Dame or don't have you like or Drew Holiday, like, man, you telling me y'all got to give up fucking um, Mitchell Robinson. Go, (laughs) go. So I I don't know. Fans want to have everything. They live in a 2K reality. It's kind of like this past season when we traded for Kyrie and I see Mavs fans so attached to Dorian Finney-Smith and I'm like, oh, I wish you yes. I said, I don't, I don't care. Like, yo, love Dorian. More power to you, brother. Hey, Kyrie, welcome. Uh, can I show you to your locker? <laughs> what do you need? Like, and people, and, I, and even people else who aren't Mavs fans are like, oh man, they gave up Dorian Finney-Smith. I I think they gave up too much defense. We was like 24th in defense. Right. It did not matter. You that should just be sounding good. It sound good. But it for sound conversation. Good. But when you actually dive into it, you realize it's easier than you make it as Uh-oh. Corey Seager. Baltimore down 1-0. Home run. This ain't this ain't the place for that. Say the place. place for that. I apologize. I apologize. Bibbs an Orioles fan too. I didn't know what. So so this is uh, so I studied this in, in school. It's like a type. It's a word for the type of fanhood we got with the Orioles. 
It's like we only show up when they're good. Oh, okay. Basking in the, the glory of the team, but you're not there for when they trash. Uh, yeah, I, I show up when they make the playoffs. I dust off the hat, and, and I'm an Orioles fan. Ain't nothing wrong with that because y'all acknowledge it. No, facts. Exactly. That's how I feel about it. Like, as long as you ain't lying about your fanhood, like, I ain't going to sit here and act like I was in the trenches with the, with the Orioles when they was winning, like, 20 games. But, uh, you know, I, I, I can claim them because that's where my family's from. That's how I feel about it. Like, I paid attention when we had, like, Adam Jones, Chris Davis. Yes. Uh, who else? It's another name. Brian Roberts. Auto, like, yeah, I can't think of the catcher's name. I, I paid attention then. That was the last team I actually paid attention to. Okay. But okay. Uh, let's get back to the basketball. Let's move on from the Dame stuff. We, the popular teams is cool, but I want to know your top three league pass teams going into the season. Teams that don't get put on TV a lot. The teams you like, hey. You know what? When they on, I want to turn in. My top three. For whenever or just I do this, three, even if they not your top three, just three. I, I always got to just Google NBA so I can see all the teams in front of me. Yeah, that's how I know I'm getting <laughs> old. I just need to see the logos. <sighs> um, a part of me is pushing for the Pacers. Pacers is one of mine for sure. So it seems like the Pacers has have to be in there. Um, another team that I would say is a team I'm 50 50 on. Okay, so there's this world where Minnesota is brilliant, but then it's a world where it's like we get back to the 29 games of last year where Cat Rudy and Anthony Edwards just couldn't figure it out. And he talking about they took my superpower. If they own that type of time, the name my my top three, but if they play like end of the year excitement, Anthony Edwards is emerging. I like Jaden McDaniels. Um, I'm a big Kyle Anderson fan, and I would say the Timberwolves will be uh, another team on my uh, league pass. So you're a man of culture as well. All right. Uh, but a team that could compete with them, the pa- the Pelicans. That's not a surprise. Okay. They got, bro. They got talent. Brandon Ingram, Zion, Trey Murphy, Herb Jones, Dyson Daniels in year two. You talking about CJ McCullum? They have a lot going on. I like over Jordan there. Hawkins, Jordan Hawkins, my boy out of UConn. Like they have a lot over there. And then um, this last team, I want to I want to say the Rockets, but I'm gonna go with the Hawks. Something okay. about the Hawks. It's something about the Hawks that's intriguing me. I just feel like we wrote them off last year. You. Teams have those type of years, but now that they got John Collins out, um, maybe it's something different there. But I, I, I want to watch. I think I'm gonna watch the. You know, you know, real. Oh, let's talk realistically. Let's just be real. When the season start, I'm gonna be super tapped into the Rockets. There's a world where they start falling off, and I'm not tuning into the yeah. Rockets no more. Yeah. So you know, you have your league league pass teams by the sections of the year. Nobody certain- want to watch losing teams. Boom. So when the season first started, the Hornets might be 4-1. And, and it's like, oh, shit, Miles Bridges is back. They dunking on people. But we know they only going to win 27 games. Right. So in that first week, they they top three team for me. So, you know, I can look at – I see my top three teams out of the open week. I'm going to probably be watching the Rockets. I'm going to probably be watching Vic Wimbiama and the Spurs. Mm-hmm. And then I'll probably be watching – the Brooklyn Nets, because I think Ben is back this year. 
I saw I saw I saw you say that when you replied to that video with him shooting threes for like the fourth offseason in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know Ben is your guy. I want to see Ben do great. I just want the expectations to be realistic. They gonna hate me. <laughs> Y'all gonna hate me. <laughs> I'm gonna talk so man. Let this dude average 15 points per game. I'm gonna <laughs> talk so much shit. I'm not even talking 20, 20. I'm just average 15. I'm going to talk so much shit. Uh, 15 points per game, <laughs> like eight assists, seven rebounds. Ben Simmons so, on that Brooklyn Nets team is... That Nets team is nasty, bro. That Nets team is nasty if he's doing that, man. That Nets team is nasty. Spencer Dinwiddie on that team. How y'all... How, how Mavericks fans feel about Spencer Dinwiddie? I like Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, I, I mean... I have a Spencer think, Dinwiddie hoodie. Like, that's, that's, that's how I feel about Spencer I ain't go that far. <laughs> but um, most Mavs fans, I think, are just indifferent towards Spencer Dinwiddie. But I pre- we didn't have him for that long. Uh, but I appreciate like the moments we had with him. Like when we first got him, he hit that game winner against the fucking Brooklyn. Yes. Like I think having him was the only time that moment that half season when we had Luca, Jalen Brunson, Dinwiddie was the only time we really had like three ball handlers. And we made it to the fucking Western Conference Finals. And he played a role in that. And when we lost Brunson, in the next season, he stepped up. (laughs) The next season, he stepped up. He didn't necessarily replace Jalen Brunson, but he put up that level of productivity from a stat line standpoint. So, you know, more power to to Spencer than with y'all. I love me some Jalen Brunson, boy. Hey, man. Look, it's a tough subject, you know. It was tough to lose him. But I, y'all had RJ Bear if y'all want. Fuck out of here. Shout out to Jalen Brunson. Nah, Mark Cuban disrespected him. He did what he had to do. No, right? facts. You know, hey, man, you got? The, the Mavericks are dummies. He he said, hey, I'll sign $13 million annually. Ooh! And y'all don't take that? And this was in like January, so at this point he already hooping. That means he wants to be there, right? I, he just wanted the security. I keep bringing it up, security. and I'm like, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep running the victory lap on this. I said it before that season because people forget before that season Jalen Brunson wasn't really like talked about. He wasn't on shit. Mm-hmm. He was benched in the playoffs, and going into the season, I said, "Hey, Jalen Brunson can be the secondary ball handler." I ain't, I ain't, I ain't think he was gonna be be doing that. Like fucking dudes up in the ISO. I ain't think he was gonna be doing that. I thought he could, you know, take over the duties while Luca was out of the game. And neither did Mark Cuban, and that's why we have we are where we at. Steve yeah. Nash all over again. Oh damn, Steve that's Nash. true. And now they're the same situation. You know, off the Mavericks, man. I ain't trying to talk about it. Yeah, I don't know. that is true though. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, they playing oh. with Josh Green right now is making me really upset. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, one one final thing. Um, uh, we talked about it on our uh on our podcast, and a guy tried to go in on me on our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get to that once I talk about the topic. <laughs> Joel Embiid has committed to Team USA. There's some people who are happy we got Joel Embiid on Team USA. There's some people who are saying, "Bro, that's you. You front running. You you should have played for your country, Cameroon. 
what are your thoughts? What side do you do, do you side with? Are you indifferent to it? Um, he definitely should have played with his home country. Then he, but, but that ain't neither here nor there for me. Well, what the thing for me was him talking about. I want to, I want to represent my son. I said that. I said that's some bullshit. <laughs> that's <laughs> literally some bullshit, bro. That's <laughs> literally just some bullshit. That was some um, bullshit. I, I, I wanted him to go there for self, selfish reasons. I want. With all this talk, I wanted the USA to go out there and handle business. I wanted yeah. them to go out there and spank that ass. With Joel and B, it's a cheat code. Um, it, 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 I just really don't know how anybody can win now with Joel and B. Um, so I, but I wanted to be, I wanted to be ba- as balanced as possible, and then USA still bust ass. But now that they got in B, it's gonna be really crazy. It's gonna be like insane. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but I'm also not mad at them. But I'm not mad at the people that say he should play for his home country, especially the people that's from where he's from, because it's like they they, they definitely is like suit up us. You know what I mean? Like they, the Olympics is time to go hard for where you're from and your country and everything like that. So I ain't really understand that one too much, man. I ain't really understand, especially when you got t- guys. That's always a funny shit, too. When guys came in USA. They go and they do that an- ancestry and they go be like, look, look, Eric Gordon all of a sudden with Bahamas. Swear to God, I know. Where did Cat play for, for Dominican Fugle? Republic? I had no idea. Now he's been repping the DR. Don't do that to the Cat. Cat, uh, Cat is legitimate. Some of these other dudes are not. But Cat, oh. Cat is legitimate. I can't do that to him. It was some dudes. I'm like, he from that? I- <laughs> Literally, bro. Literally just like, yeah, I'm I'm from uh, I'm from over there. All right, when I pop up with Ireland next year, don't be surprised. So. <laughs> a black Irishman is crazy. Uh, we had talked about it because we do an NBA podcast strictly on our Patreon. Yeah. And a dude commented on the video and was like, because I said, hey, <laughs> I want everybody on Team USA because I want us to go out and dominate. So I'm cool with it. I don't care. <laughs> Guy commented and said, typical American dummy opinion. From reading something, he th- took the pussy way out. Like uh, I said, I was like, "Well, you the one that paid to had a right to have this to make this comment." <laughs> so <laughs> appreciate the money. See you next week. Like uh, I don't. He still what? subscribed. We ain't lose a patron. Hey, he's a real. One. He's a real one. There. He's a real one. He. You said that, and he was just like, "He's got a point." <laughs> but if Unless he, would, he just if, ain't see the comment yet, we'll see. Oh, that's true. Maybe he didn't. <laughs> Who knows? I don't care. Uh, let's let, let's move away from into the, the closing segments. I promise. The, yeah, the closing segments. You got to call this bank and let them know. Unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, about to dispute the charge. I ain't <laughs> for real. <laughs> so we're moving away from strictly NBA. Let's just talk about sports in general. These are more like general questions. Some of them yes or no, but the first one. You can have a ticket to any sports event, not just basketball. I'm talking basketball, baseball, football, boxing, Olympics. Any sports moment in history, you can have a ticket to that event. Which one would you choose? Hmm. This is that's a very good question. Uh, Will Chamberlain scoring 100 points. Yeah, because I need proof. <laughs> <laughs> I need proof. Yeah, Will Chamberlain scoring 100. 
uh, Hank Aaron becoming an uh, all-time home run leader. And then um, do I want to – something with Kobe. I don't know if I want to go to a Kobe championship game. Do I want to go to Kobe's last game against the Jazz? Um, I love Kobe, so something with Kobe. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or you know what's another good one? Um, Muhammad Ali. Um, who did he knock out when he was uh that, the infamous pitcher? Down goes Frazier. Yep, down goes Frazier. Yep, yeah, 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 yeah. Down goes Frazier. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good one. That's a hard question on the spot. So that's super hard. <laughs> super hard. No, that was oh, solid man. answer. Solid answer. Uh, what's your favorite sporting event that you have witnessed in person? Favorite sporting event that I have witnessed in person. Um, what have I witnessed that I'm like? It probably got to be. Uh, I think I witnessed. I witnessed Steph Curry in Cleveland All Star. Didn't he do something crazy? How many points he scored? Fifty. Didn't he do something crazy? I think so. Something like that. Yeah, that that was crazy. Yo, a real shit. Any All Star event, like to see that many people up close, personal. But Chicago was a good one too because we was able to go backstage and do media and things like that. So one of those. Um, I'm trying to think. I've been Did so y'all many... get to go to that All Star game in Chicago? Were y'all at that game? Yeah, we was at that game. Yeah, that was a special game. Yeah, we was at that game. That's that's the one we got to do media on. Okay, and um, got to see like Greek Freak up close. That's that's what Derek Danford. Hey, Nick Nurse. <laughs> he seen Nick Nurse and wanted to say something so bad, and I guess it just caught him so off guard that he just, "Hey, Nick Nurse, Nick Nurse, of all people, <laughs> yeah, Nick, Nick Nurse of all people." <laughs> Motherfucker, see Giannis and Kawhi don't say nothing. Oh and shit, Nick, Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse. <laughs> Steph hit sixteen threes in that All Star game. By the way, I see. Oh. Yeah, I remember. I went and got a drink. I ran to my boy Drewski. Me and him chopping it up from when we had that show. And I came back, and yeah, Steph had 13 threes. I'm like, I just want to get a drink. <laughs> I ran to one person, had a conversation. This motherfucker got 13 threes, and I left. He had six. Yeah. So, yeah, I dropped a, I dropped a crazy story. Cleveland, incredible time. But one thing that stood out, they arena food. I'm like, how is the arena food better than the food outside of the arena? They got Word? chicken wings, and I'm talking, I'm talking about chicken wings, real chicken wings. You go to these other places, and it'd be a cool food, or they might have like some chicken tenders, some janky chicken tenders. They had like real chicken wings. Like mm. this shit is better than Buffalo Wild Wings. Like this is real chicken wings. So I'm back. Give me the hot honey barbecue lemon pepper, whatever the shit was. Some shit that came with a lot of shit. It had barbecue sauce, lemon pepper, probably a little hot honey, all this shit, right? I sit down. I'm fucking my shit up. I'm a little tipsy. I'm bitches so them bitches so sauced. I fumble Ruski that bitch. Right? I fumble it. It fall on his lady back. Oh my front god. Of me. I remember you telling this. <laughs> And this lady active, so you see how I got space behind me. So she's sitting up, whatever, and then she talking and going crazy. So she and I'm like, how do I tell her? I'm asking everybody around me. So she really getting it. It's rubbing all on her. She just moving. And I'm like, how do I tell this lady? I have so I talk. I go to our uh, uh, our cameraman Anwar. 
I'm like, Anwar, tell her you did this, bro. <laughs> and and Anwar, like, Anwar, like, I ain't telling her nothing. I'm like, fuck, I thought I had her. I thought I could. I can flex my muscle a little bit. Nah, like that. I don't know. <laughs> he like, he like, he like, hey man, hell no. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you right. I'm like, you right. I'm petty for your ass. I'm petty for your ass. I'm petty by far. You right. You right. You right. So I'm like, at least help me tell her. <laughs> <laughs> like, give me something to say. At least. So I said, fuck it, man. As long as I wait, the more worse. She sitting next to her husband. They're they're Caucasian. I, I, it's bad. I assume that, right? It's bad. I assume. <laughs> They're Caucasian. I am mixed with Caucasian, so it ain't, it ain't. But because I'm mixed, I know how Caucasians can be. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck. <laughs> they drinking. They and they got they with another couple. So it's four of them. Mm. I'm like, bro. I hope he, I hope he ain't on his fourth Budweiser. Like, <laughs> please be on his first first one. So I'm like. I tell him I don't even want to talk to her. Like I'm just gonna tell him directly because I don't want her to sauce nothing. I don't want her to freak out. I'm so, so I'm like I'm like, hey, bro. Like, bro, they older too. They probably like a little younger than my parents. I'm like, I'm like, man, I done dropped. <laughs> I done fucked around, and dropped a, a barbecue lemon pepper wing on your wife's back, man. Why these motherfuckers turn around? Goofy as hell, laughing. She like, ah! oh, they, they was definitely the on their fifth. Coolest people in the world. I'm offering because I'm I'm on there with the company, so I got I'm hey I can buy y'all a thousand drinks. We got the company <laughs> card. I make I'll make up for this. They no, not at all. This is hilarious. This is a story. I'm gonna go tell the family at Thanksgiving. Mm. I'm like, oh hell yeah, my people. <laughs> I felt bad though, but when they their reaction gave me that, oh. Because this could have been a whole different situation. I'm already feeling bogus. But if a motherfucker been like, I don't fuck, then I would have had that. Oh shit. But yeah, it was it, it was just one of it literally movie shit. Yeah. That's some shit I can tell Adam Sandler, he'll put it in his next movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. All right. Last question that we have. What's something about you or something that you're interested in that people might be surprised to learn? Something that I'm interested in. Um, I am interested in. I'm interested in like, I don't, I don't I'm, how do I phrase this? Like, okay, I'll show you. I like reading, uh-huh. but I like tangible reading. So I, they send me the newspaper on my phone and my email every morning. Mm-hmm. But I make it my duty to go outside in my front yard yard and get my newspaper and read it like oh that's like it's certain things that I like to do that's kind of old school. Yeah. But it's like it just I don't know, it just it, it does something to me where it's just like I was gonna use the word traditional. I'm not traditional because I understand that the world changes, but it's just some things you can't change. Like I still listen to my newspaper when I get in the car if I'm I either want to listen to music and sometimes I get in the, 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 the mood to where I don't want to listen to music. So I listen to, you know, ESPN 1000. Um, it's just certain things that I got to do that is like standard. Like it's never going to change. I'm, I'm always want to read the newspaper. I like to read my books. 
by hand. I can read. I can get this on my phone. Absolutely. But I like to turn the page and highlight it. And you know what I'm saying? So um, I, I, I just love that. And I'm a big reader. I love Barnes and Noble. I'll go to Barnes and Noble just because, like, I got a day off. Um, and um, yeah, man, that, that's that's really it. That's really it. I'm a homebody. I love being at home. Um, but I like a lot of things. I like to I like to learn on things that I'm interested in. So I'm a big time reader. You see, I got a bunch of books behind me, not for look, but because I like I like to read. And um, I want to make a movie or a TV series. I'm not into like I don't want. I'm not saying I want to be Quentin Tarantino or Guy Ritchie, but like I think I can. When I look at like Power, I look at BMF, I look at uh entourage i look at these these series and these shows and i'm like i got a good one for them i got a good one they could take so i can't can tell y'all like, everything because yeah, yeah i got it you. applies to my life but i got some shit for them i got some i got some ideas one of my ideas i had years ago somebody took it so mm-hmm. little dicky show i had a show like that in mind when me this is when me and flex was like probably like four five years into doing the music shit i was telling i'm like man that, that'd be dope if somebody made a show that's kind of like what we doing you got the rapper and you got his homie slash manager and they but in my thing the two guys for tv sake would move to like la or new york and you just you know uh documenting their journey that's basically little dicky show though it, he, you know that's kind of what he's doing but yeah okay. I, I got some shit for people that's uh that's tough. Uh, I definitely I'm definitely in a, in a similar realm. I actually have a couple scripts written, and uh, I started uh trying to link with people that like are up and coming creators. I got some some connects on that side, but I haven't written in a long time. I need to find a way to get back to it. I was actually going to ask you about the reading thing because I'm trying to get. I, I struggle to find the time, the space for it. So like, I wasn't going to ask a follow up, but based on what your answer was. Like, how do you find that that time and that space to 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 like sit down with a newspaper or a book? Which um, is- it's, it's definitely hard, but that was the one thing for me that I think just keep me grounded is like having time. I I read I read this book. Um, I always read it. I'm actually rereading. It. It's called Atomic Habits by James Clear, um, and it teaches you about your habits, how to break a habit, how to build a habit, what a habit is, how to create a habit. Um, just it just teaches you everything about habits. Uh, and scientifically, this is not like a peonated shit. This is like, this is legitimately how a habit is. And um, some of the stuff that I take from, I took from it though, was like setting a time. It's easy to make a habit when you have a time in your mind and your body. Like, uh, and it's a, it's something called stacking. So we have habits in our lives already, just from human nature. So like a habit that you probably won't think is a habit is brushing your teeth when you wake up. Most people say, I'm going to brush my damn teeth as soon as I wake up. That's a habit. So because you brush your teeth every day and you know you brush it when you wake up, the best way to build a new habit is to slide something on top of that. So stack it. So every time I brush my teeth, I'm going to do 50 push-ups. You'll build the habit of doing because you are you stacking the habits together. So I, I just set at a time in the morning where I read my newspaper. Um, that's just what it is. So I'm going to read, start my day. I don't like to be rushed. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to just start my, my my day reading. And some days I have busier days and I can't. But for the most part, I just try to do it in the morning. Um, same thing with reading books. I try to do it before I go to bed because it's it relaxes you and it helps you just go to bed instead of just like uh sitting on your phone. 
which I may end up doing anyway, because this damn thing is just this just what it is, man. You better off just accepting it than fighting it. But I get a good a night's sleep, a uh, better night's sleep when I read. It it makes you more tired naturally to just sit there and read and shit like that. So I think just kind of picking out a time to do it. I'm doing the same thing. I'm trying to not eat um eat fast food as much because I feel like I made a habit out of eating fa- eating out. Not even just fast food, but eating out because it's so uh convenient. So now it's like I tell myself four to four thirty is when I'm cooking, cooking some type of dinner because I have the luxury where that that time is never should never be occupied for the most part. So it's like, and I've been doing it so far. So hopefully I can um uh, continue to take that philosophy and build other new habits. Okay. Reading is reading is important, man. It's just an important thing to do. You know what I mean? I want to be sharp. I want to be able to. I want us to be able to do this when we seventy five. We could just still just get on a podcast and not be like. What what I'm supposed to you know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> that shit reading just keep you sh- fundamentally sharp. They say muscles to... get weak when you don't use them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. Reading always been like, I don't know. I I guess it's all about finding time. I've started like a few years ago reading my comic books. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped getting physical comic books and started reading them on my phone because of the easy access. Yep. If you have an Amazon Prime account, it's a thing called Comicsology. You got a whole bunch of comics for free. You can read them. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, let me get on that. But if I could translate that to actually reading physical copies of not just comics, but anything, then it, it's a process. But I don't know. I I hate to say reading isn't for everybody because everybody should just it should just be a thing for everybody. Yeah. It should. I've been saying that for a while, but <laughs> I, I, I got two books sitting up here. They just sitting there and I ain't read them. Like, like you said, yours is back there for looks. Mine's so far have been up here for looks on my dresser. No, no. I said they not up here for looks. No, I know. You said they not up there for looks. Mine. You are. said yours is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the thing about reading is it's kind of like other stuff. We put too much pressure on ourselves. Yeah. So, like, you don't have to, you know, I don't read every single day of my life. I might have a day where I'm just too busy to read the what, what I want to read. But, like, when I do, it's just, you know, even if you can only read, I try to aim for a chapter. But sometimes sometimes you might not have a chapter. But it's just, like, the, one of the things do said in the book, Atomic Habits, getting 1% better is better than not getting better. If you get, if you get better 1% each day, you got better 36%. Versus not doing nothing at all, you you fucking didn't get better. But we talked about instant gratification. We want to read the book fast. We want to get a six pack overnight. But it's like, nigga, if you just if you work out for fifteen minutes a day, that's better than not working out. Obviously, you would want to work out for an hour or whatever the hell. But if you just do it for something, you know what I mean? Take a thirty minute walk. Yeah, it ain't the two hour workout. You ain't at the gym pumping iron. But it's better than fucking sitting on your ass. So that's how I look at it. As long as I'm doing something. A little bit, I, I got one percent better. All right, Biz, let's get into the home stretch.
Finding the music you love shouldn't be hard. That's why Pandora makes it easy to explore all your favorites and discover new artists and genres you'll love. Enjoy a personalized listening experience simply by selecting any song or album, and we'll make a station crafted just for you. Best of all, you can listen for free. Download Pandora on the Apple App Store or Google Play and start hearing the soundtrack to your life. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Brad. You know how Nationwide is more than an insurance company? Yeah, they're one of America's largest financial services companies. We get that in a song like Business Life Retirement. Or Nationwide's there to protect. I'm kind of the jingle guy. Not sure I agree with that. Well, I'm not sure I like your hat. Well, it would never fit on you. Products issued by Nationwide Life Insurance Company or Nationwide Life and Annuity Insurance Company. The general distributor for variable products is Nationwide Investment Services Corporation, member FINRA, Columbus, Ohio. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.